than this up here by myself. And so um, I'm probably going to look at my notes a whole lot. So thank you for your patience. First off, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day. It's an honor to be able to speak to you guys today, uh, both you biological mothers and you, your spiritual mothers. It really means a lot to raise up anybody around you and helping them move forward with the Lord. So thank you and enjoy your day. Hope you get spoiled a little bit. Um, when I woke up this morning, uh, I told Victor, I said, oh, I'm so excited. I get to tell tales about you because, you know, he always tells about stories about us and we're always like, oh no, what's coming next? So anyway, I told him I was going to do that, <clears throat> but I'm just kidding. There might be one or two maybe in there. Um, I wanted to share how I got here today. And um, it came from a prayer earlier this year. And I just want to read the prayer because I don't want to miss anything. I said, Lord, I pray and I push through to fully grasp your truth in every part of my life. No more being okay with where I am. But I want to fully, wholeheartedly chase after you, being still in you. Lord, allowing your words to engulf and saturate my whole being. Waiting, watching, seeking, hearing, listening. What can mere men do to me? Huh. I am surrounded by you, my Father, the, the one who... Sorry. The one who uh, loves me regardless of my past, my present, and my future. You see me and you still chose me. I thank you for that you are faithful even when I am not. Thank you for waiting, um, walking with me and not giving up, for guiding me and not pushing me down, for letting me see your patient love and your gracious mercy toward me. I am yours. I am surrendered. Whatever that looks like, here I am. And so here I am. <laughs> um, and so I just, you know, I really, really, really want this to be uh, his will and not mine. So um, I just wanted to start out with a, it's probably a little over a year, maybe two years ago, we were sitting in a circle and one of the ladies that were leading it had us pray um, and ask the Lord to show us our heart. So I prayed, and the picture that I got was a picture of a book. And the book was a pretty decent-sized book, but all the pages were blank. There weren't even, even lines on the pages, just completely blank. And so I was like, okay, a blank book. And so um, then a few months ago, we were going through um, a little training, and we had the same exercise. Lord, show us our heart. And so I did. I asked the Lord to show me my heart. And the picture I got this time was the same book, but it was full of words. Every page was just words, 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 words. So in pondering, Lord, what's the difference in those two pictures? Why one book was empty and one book had tons of words? And I felt like he was saying the difference is that um, I'm giving you lots of words, and I want you to be obedient with those words. So I'm here uh, being obedient and um, trying to walk it out and just be real with you guys. And so um, I, uh, 
I started out with uh, journaling. That's how I tend to hear from the Lord the best is to journal. But if you know me, I'm a little OCD and a bit of a perfectionist. And so I um, decided, okay, if I'm going to do this journaling thing, I'm going to do it every day. I'm not going to miss anything. And if I do miss, I'm going back tomorrow and I'm going to catch up. There is not going to be any empty spaces in my journal. And um, what happened there is it became very uh, ritualistic, very mechanical. And um, that's not what the Lord intended when he asked me to, to write. And um, so I had to pull back and just really seek the Lord and let him um, guide me and guide my words. And so um, I was able to kind of pull back and allow him just to, to speak to me and then write those things and not let, not let the daily agenda take over. And so um, I realized that as moms, we have a lot going on. And we tend to sometimes feel like we're not enough or we're not doing it correctly or we are not doing it like so-and-so next door or, you know, there's just a ton of, of things that go through our, our hearts and our minds. But I'm here to tell you today that you are able. That is a calling from the Lord and you are called, therefore you're equipped. So he's going to show you exactly what your kids need. And so don't be afraid. Step into that and uh, enjoy it in the moment. I know sometimes it's like, oh, my goodness, I've got these children to raise and this man-child that I have to raise, and, and it's hard. It takes a lot of time, and so enjoy the time. Uh, just be present in the moment, and um, he's going to walk you through it. I was reminded when Victor traveled with CMA, there were times that he would be gone for weeks at a time, and um, the girls would get to missing him and start acting out. And, and you know, I just felt like a failure because I was like, I don't know what to do. Everybody gather them up, put them on our bed, and we would just cry together. And, you know, I'm a failure. My kids are seeing me fall apart, you know, all of this. But what I saw later when I look back is it's important for the kids to see the real you. It's okay for them to see you struggle as long as they see you striving to rely on the Lord to, for your help. And so when I look back, you know, that was hard, but it did teach my girls. And I can look at them today and see, though they may be struggling, they are striving to walk with the Lord and listen to what the Lord is telling them to do in that time. So moms, keep it up. You're doing a great, great job. So... Um, again, I want to go back to my journaling. I um, would ask the Lord, you know, show me something today. Speak to me somewhere today. And um, what I learned is when I journal, my attention is more on hearing and putting those words on paper. And so it keeps those distractions down. Um, I do, you know, we're normal, you know, oh, I need a gallon of milk. So, you know, I've just learned to have a list to the side and write it and then move on and keep going. And so um, that's uh, kind of where that goes. But what the Lord was really showing me when I got back to journaling this year was um, to slow down. And I know Victor spoke a year on slowing down. 
And so uh, when I heard it, I laughed. The girls used to have a toy. It was like a little police car, and you'd push the button, and it would say, slow down, pull over. And that's what I felt like the Lord was telling me, slow down. And I was like, Lord, Victor spent a whole year talking. We know how to slow down. And here was his answer, but you haven't. And so I was very, very convicted that I haven't slowed down. And so um, in talking with the Lord, you know, he, he said, I just want to be with you. It's not about the doing. It's easy to do. It's about being with you. He says to be with me, not necessarily just do with me, but to be with me. And so um, what all does that look like? And so I, I was reminded I think it was yesterday, of when Victor and I were dating, he was building the trike, and uh, I don't know, probably 99.9% of the time, we worked in the shop. I sat on a milk crate and just watched as he worked, maybe handy him a tool every now and then, but that was okay, because I was with him. I wanted to be with him, and so that's kind of what the Lord is asking of us, just to be we don't have to do anything. We can just sit and enjoy his presence. And so I was, as I was asking him, what does that look like? And how do I, in a busy world that we live in, how do we just be? And um, he told me, again, slow down. And um, so I was like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to put this in language that I can understand. And so the S is silence and solitude. And again, we've gone through this, but I'm hard-headed, and sometimes it takes a little longer for me to get. But <clears throat> I, I don't consider myself ADD, but in trying to slow down and be okay with just being still, I probably have more of it than I would like to admit. But um, I was challenged by a friend around Easter to um, just get still before the Lord. No music, no TV, no... Uh, phone, just get still before the Lord. So the day came, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it today. So I take a chair, and I go out by the little lake we live on, and I'm like, okay, it's just me and the Lord. Well, guess what happened? A fish jumped, and I'm not a big fisherman, but I'm getting where I enjoy fishing, especially because they catch, I can catch there, and so then I'm like, this fish is tormenting me. And so, just like that, I am off to get my fishing pole, and I'm fishing. And um, then I'm like, oh, I have failed again. I cannot be still before the Lord. So I just prayed this prayer. Lord, teach me to crave that time with you. Teach me to carve out time in my busy day that I can just spend time with you. And um, it is a teaching thing. You have to make time to do that. It's, if you don't, it just doesn't happen. And in Mark 6.31, Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. And, you know, for me, it's like he wants that. He wants that time where we're off just us, that we can be together. And so... Um, I want to challenge you guys this week to just find some time somewhere. If you have to set a timer, set a timer. But just 
pick just a short time to really focus and see what the Lord wants to show you in just being. And um, I kind of laughed this week because, I, you know, you, you plan things and you kind of have how you want things to happen. And so this week, uh, Victor and I were going to go camping, and then we saw it was going to rain all week. And so we canceled our camping trip, but we're still planning to get some time away. And, and uh, my plan was, okay, every day I'm going to get this message ready. I'm going to just spend time, 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 time. And um, then uh, Bethany had an appointment and ended up being gone most of the week. And so we had the two littles 24-7. And um, I'm thankful because, you know what, it was perfect for, as a reminder. You know, we're empty nesters, and so we have the girls a lot, but it's not 24-7. We can send them home and, you know, have downtime, whatever. And I had forgotten exactly how much work littles are. And so moms, good job, keep it up. <laughs> but um, I realized in that time, it's hard to find that solitude and that silence. And so um, I was reminded of a book that I read several years ago called Practicing the Presence of God. And it's by uh, Brother Lawrence. He was a, a monk at a monastery and... Um, over 300 years ago, but he learned to commune with the Father, and how he did that was he used everyday mundane things to get still and be with the Father, and so um, he worked in the kitchen, so I don't know how many uh, monks were at this monastery, but he peeled potatoes, lots and lots of potatoes, and he found that that was his time that he can commune with the Lord. So it was doing something. It wasn't like he was sitting still and going to have to not move and say this long, drawn-out prayer. And he just learned to take what moments he had to commune with his Father. And so um, that's part of the learning to be silent. It doesn't always have to be completely silent, but just steal away those times to be with him. And then the L is listen. And um, I don't know about anyone else, but I am a horrible listener. Usually about the first time, you know, soon after the next or the few words that someone's saying, I'm either thinking, oh, I need to say this, or I need to respond this way, or, oh, that reminds me. And, and so I never hear what they're telling me. And so I'm like, this has got, you know, I've got to learn to listen. And... Um, so a couple of years ago, we were listening to a seminar, and um, they had a tool of communication, and I love it. And so we use it quite often these days, but it is, um, I'll use Victor and myself as an example as, so it's not confusing, but if I want to share something with Victor, um, I may start talking, and then, you know, so far into it, he may stop me, and he'll say, now what I heard you say was... And then he can tell me what he heard. Now, that does two things. Number one, it lets me know that he's listening. And number two, it clarifies, did he hear what I was trying to say? Or did he hear something else? And so it, it just really, it's back and forth and learning to really, really listen. And so what I um, have found is we have to do that with the Lord. We have to... 
listen with intent of hearing what he's telling us. A lot of times we, um, we may listen, but we don't really hear or, you know, well, he's told me this, but I've already got this on my schedule. And so um, there's been many, many times that I feel like he's probably said, hey, Susan, go be my hands and feet over here. And I'm too busy or distracted or whatever, and I don't. And then along comes someone else that did listen and was there, his hands and feet. And then I'm like, oh, there, I missed it. I knew. I just didn't, I just didn't fully engage. So um, we've got to slow down long enough to really, really listen. Isaiah 28, 23 says, listen to me and pay close attention. Matthew 11, 13, 4, and Revelations 13 all say, anyone with ears to hear, let him, let him hear and under, listen and understand. So he really wants us to fully engage in listening. Uh, and then the O is obedience. This one is a hard one. But um, I'm learning more and more how to be obedient. Webster defines it as um, submissive to the restraint or command of authority, being willing to obey. When my girls were little, I always told them, I said, obedience is doing what you're told to do, when you're told to do it, and to do it with a happy heart. Now, um, that sounds great to explain it to the little ones. But in reality, that's really what we all need. We need to know to be obedient when we're told to do it and to do it with, an, uh, with a happy heart. And um, we've all seen those kids. You tell them to clean their room and, you know, they may, they may eventually get to it. Or if they do, they're going to stomp off and throw a tantrum. And so, you know, we don't want to be like that. But um, I was reminded, uh, I was over on the side of the room one day for prayer, and I felt like the Lord had given me a word, and um, I didn't do it for a long time. I just fought, you know. I, I'm like, I don't want to interrupt worship. Lord, is this you? This can't be you, because you know I do not like to be up in front of people, much less with a mic. But, you know, and so excuse after excuse, my blood pressure got really high. I was shaking all over. I started sweating, pacing. I was like, no, this is not from the Lord. And so um, I did eventually um, go up and give the word. And the funny thing is, is I don't remember what that word was at this point. But what I do remember is what it was like to fight and not be obedient. And um, I didn't tell this full story at the first service. But uh, when I got home that day, the girls were like, Mom, something's wrong with your eye. And so I went to the mirror, and I had busted a blood vessel. I had fought with the Lord so much. I mean, my blood pressure was just like, you know. And so that's not recommended, you know. Be, be very obedient when and do it with a happy heart. And so um, Psalms 128.1 says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, walk, who walk in obedience to him. Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in obedience, that it may go well with you. And that's Jeremiah 7.23. So obedience is hard, 
but we have to put down fear and doubt and move forward. We have to trust God. He sees the big picture. He knows what's coming. So we just have to be obedient and um, do what he asks. Um, I love that he was uh, faithful yesterday, and he's faithful today. And because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's going to be faithful tomorrow. So we just have to trust him. And um, Psalms 91.2 says, This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. So I have to totally, completely turn my trust over to him. And so uh, we must slow down. We must get still before the Lord. We must listen, really listen. We must be obedient uh, when we're told to do it and do it with a happy heart. And then we must worship. And again, Victor's done a series on worship. We all know that it's not just about the songs we sing up here on Sunday, but it's truly about what it does in our heart, what it does for the Lord. And so I just wanted to share what worship does for me. Um, I usually start with music just because um, it kind of sets the tone for me to just get still before the Lord. And um, so uh, I tend to just sit a few and either put on soaking music that doesn't necessarily have the words or I will put something on with the words and just really concentrate on what they're saying. And then sometimes it's with journaling. And I love that because, like I said a while ago, is it takes me, my focus on what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing rather than the distractions around me. It's really easy to, um, when I'm praying, it's like squirrel, and it's just, you know, and so it, it really, for me, it helps to, uh, to journal. But one of the biggest things is uh, being thankful. I, uh, I tend to, sometimes I can be negative, but I've learned that when I'm focused on his goodness, because he is good all the time, uh, and his faithfulness, then the things that I'm going through, the situations, are kind of put into perspective because he sees the big picture. He knows what's coming, and all I know is that if I focus on him and his goodness, then I know he's going to take care of that. What it does is it brings him into my space and then me into his space so that I can just rest and be in him. And that's where he wants us to be. He wants us just to sit and be. Isaiah 25, 1 says, Oh, Lord, I will honor and praise your name, for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned long ago, and now you have accomplished them. He finishes what he starts. He's, he's promised that. Psalm 71, 8 says, My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Psalm 63, 3 and 4, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you, and I will praise you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. So when we slow down and take time to worship and not just focus on the words, I, I've learned to put my words to my audience of one. He's the one that they go to. It's not about the person next to me or, 
or anything else, but he is my audience, and I want to please him. And so, um, I've learned that that's where the peace comes, and um, that's where he wants us, again, in him, with him, wholeheartedly. And so, um, I just want to pray, and then um, I'm going to let them lead a, a song and then I'd like for us just to uh, think about what the Lord is, is sharing with us and um, how we can go about our week slowing down and just resting and, and being with Him this week. So, Father, I just come before you and I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that you are good, that your mercies are good, Father, that you care for us. And, Lord, I pray that not just as mothers, but for each of us, that we would learn to slow down, that we would learn that um, you just desire to be with us, Father. It's not about the doing, but Father, that you just want to be with us, Father. And, and I pray that you would guide us, that you would show us ways that we can um, get silent and have some solitude. But Lord, if things are chaotic at that very moment, Lord, that you would show us what we can do in that in that crazy time, Lord, that we can just shut out the world and commune with you. God, I thank you that it's your desire to be with us, that you want that, Lord. And, and so, God, I pray that we would learn to listen, that we would slow down enough, that we would really hear what you're saying, Father, that we would be your hands and your feet to those around us, Lord, and that you would allow us to just um, be an example of your light to those around us, Lord, and, and God, that we would be obedient, God, that we would be obedient when you ask us to do something, Lord, that we would not hesitate, God, we trust you, you have been so trustworthy, so we trust you, Lord, so Lord, teach us to be obedient when we're told to do it and to do it with a happy heart, and Lord, that we would always, always worship you for who you are, Lord, because you are so good to us, Lord. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, and I ask that you would just guide us this week in Jesus' name.